This episode of Down to Business is brought to you by TF Moran, a leading land planning and engineering firm with offices in both Bedford and Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Hey, everybody. This is Jeff Feingold, editor of New Hampshire Business Review, bringing you the Down to Business podcast for October 28th, 2020, which is really saw no it's like we're less than two months from Christmas and actually only a few days away from something even more important but I try not to think about the last week anyway um today we have a really special uh, broadcast pro- podcast uh, we have uh, Michelle Vesey from New Hampshire Business of Social Responsibility she's the executive director and uh, we've been talking we've had a relationship with with the organization for many years the business review and we focused on sustainability and we've run a series of articles over the years called just one thing which which businesses talk about their sustainability efforts and we also have been a longtime sponsor of uh, of the businesses for social responsibility sustainability slam so we had this idea to bring on some of the some of the companies that are members of the businesses for social responsibility to talk exactly about those sustainability efforts and what they're doing in promoting sustainability and why they why they think that sustainability is such an important issue especially in these times of covid anyway michelle welcome to the show and uh could you talk a little bit about what the efforts are at the businesses for social responsibility and what specifically you focus on with sustainability Sure. Well, thanks, Jeff, for having us on today. Um, NHBSR is um, what we kind of describe as uh, the statewide chamber for sustainable business. Um, although we, our membership expands beyond the borders of the state um, to include many of our, our adjoining states, but um, we bring together um, this network of amazing businesses that all have some sort of focus um, and are and are different on different um, places in their journey for sustainability. So that to us, it means not just um, protecting the environment, but it's also building strong workplaces and having positive community impact, um, being transparent about what we're doing, what our challenges are, and what our opportunities are for the future. But these companies are all doing different things and approaching it in different ways. And so we really encourage everyone to connect and to support one another. So that's the programming that we do really is around bringing businesses together um, to share, you know, initiatives, innovations, things that um, can be scalable and done elsewhere in other businesses. So it's really about raising everyone up. And, you know, most of all, we realize that our communities are really the things that make business successful. And so businesses are very focused in on trying to, um, you know, make sure that they're supporting their communities. Um, But during COVID, we found out that these businesses were really um, kind of adapting because they had this stakeholder focus, they were adapting very early on to what are the needs of their employees? What are the needs of their communities? And because they're really purpose-driven, um, you know, they were really reaching out and trying to help everyone wherever they were at. So I thought it would be great to have some of these businesses talk about the things they're doing and share it with the broader business community in New Hampshire. That's great. So anyway, let me introduce our, our two guests right now. We've, we're expecting a third, so someone might pop in a little later, but let's have we have let's go with the two we have. 
because I'm sure they're, they're wonderful. They're wonderful. First is Ashley La Rochelle from Megafood. And we also have Kathleen Menegosi from Jack's Pizza. Now, Ashley, Megafood, could you first of all describe what Megafood does and that maybe we could talk a little bit about exactly what your sustainability initiatives are? Sure. So Megafood is a um, whole food supplement manufacturer here in Londonderry, New Hampshire. I've been here for about 45 years and making making vitamins um, from whole food, fresh from farm to tablet is our tagline. Uh, and we seek to nourish a world in nutritional crisis and are trying to make um, humans just the, bridging that nutritional gap that we have based on the farming practices that we have today and, and our and our nutrient density lacking uh, in that. And that um, additionally, the American diet is not super great and there are a lot of challenges there. So our, our supplements are there to uh, to serve people and help them thrive. And, and we seek to do the same with our, um, starting at home with our employees first. Now, could you talk a little bit about your initiatives? Because I know that, you know, from uh, you guys have been involved in Sustainability Slam before. And uh, could you just talk a little bit about, about, about some of the efforts you've made and, you know, why maybe Megafood is so, is focused on this? What's, what's the, what benefits you see? Sure. So it, with anything, we always believe in order to change the world, you have to start at home, right? It was, we really believe in improving lives and inspiring others to do the same. And, and we believe that starts at home with our employees. So um, this year has been a very unique year and we adapted our strategy for our employee facing things from, you know, from a quarterly kind of big um, company events and big holiday parties and, you know, huge team bonding things and town halls and all that to um, really a bi-weekly cadence of opportunities to interact. I mean, one of the things that uh, I've heard this year was I've never felt more connected to the company and its people, um, especially for folks that have been virtual largely as well. We have a very big virtual sales force across the country as well. So I've never, I felt more connected than ever. And that was something that blew my mind. And I said, wow. Um, clearly that, that multiple touch base ongoing, um, more often kind of what have you done for me lately, uh, is what people are seeking, not waiting for the next big event that we can all get together at. And, uh, you know, we've done a lot of different unique things, something as simple as, you know, national ice cream day. We send everyone a gift card to go shop local to support local restaurants and, and, uh, ice cream places. And, um, uh, to, you know, virtual psychic fairs and everyone's wanting to know the future and what's happening for them and, uh, you know, integrating some of the current times with uh, unique and creative initiatives. And we, we seek, to, seek to do that uh, on a biweekly basis. And that's been incredibly impactful. Um, uh, additionally, though, we do have, uh, we're vertically integrated. So we, um, that our operations folks, as you can imagine, this has probably been one of our, uh, best years ever. Uh, immunity vitamins are really huge right now in this era of COVID. And we have seek to do things that are unique for them as well. Um, and, uh, you know, things like, you know, you're the bomb, bomber jackets and uh, COVID friendly meals, you know, unique individually served and separated and all sorts of things. Um, we've found ways to integrate them into some of these programming pieces on shift and off shift to make sure they get paid uh, and are included and offering multiple different time slots because we have a three, we do have a three um, shift workforce. So that can be really complicated, vertically integrated three shift workforce and three 
unique workforces with admin sales and manufacturing on site. So, um, so yeah, it's been it's been really cool, and we've done um, uh, many things that are you know specifically related to health and wellness as well. That's really important for us as an organization. And um, you know, there's with COVID and people being largely home, you know, we've tried to make sure people are getting out and separating themselves from their screen uh, and and staying safe. And we've done things like virtual marathons and uh, virtual century rides for bike riders and and lots of people that became bike riders in this in this new year. Uh, so all, all sorts of unique things for sure. I mean, I could go on. I have a huge list, but I don't want to take up too much time. <laughs> But we can get into that a little bit later. Now, Kathleen, if you could just jump in here. I, you're with Jack's Pizza, and that's a very different kind of organization from Mega Food. And could you describe your organization a little bit, and then maybe what some of your key sustainability initiatives are? For sure. Um, let me just first start by saying that actually I'm so impressed by some of those initiatives. They're just so creative. So I'm going to try to take some of those ideas that you, you threw out there. Um, really cool stuff. So yes, my name is Kathleen. I'm from Jack's Pizza and I'm the director helping them make a transition from a sole proprietorship into an employee-owned company. We are focused on creating economic mobility for frontline restaurant workers living in the opportunity gaps of rural America. So the way sustainability occurs for us is really kind of a touch and go progress where we have to figure out is, is our training, is our development, is the progress we're making actually reflective of sustainable progress that our frontline restaurant workers can actually carry out in their own lives for themselves. So we really look at the worker along eight dimensions of health and wellness. And I, I'm sure I imagine a lot of people are very familiar with the eight dimensions of health and wellness, but this is really how we look at our, our workforce. And we partner with them on the various dimensions of health and wellness. And I'll just give you a couple different samples just in case you're not familiar with it. So we focus on physical safety, their intellectual development, their emotional development, spiritual development, environmental, financial, occupational, and social. So that's a, a lot of different things, but we have a number of different partnerships in the community Community, um, that we pull in specifically to assist our workers in stabilizing on these fronts. Frontline restaurant workers typically have a number of barriers that have held them back in their lives and very little support to move past those barriers. So sustainability for us is really constantly keeping our, our ear to the ground and listening for what's actually going on in their lives and really reading into behaviors. So just to give you a quick example, during COVID-19, we've all seen the viral videos of people being egregiously assaulted or worse um, by customers in the restaurant industry towards food service workers. Aggression is at an all-time high at this point. So we quickly had to really shift gears from some of the development work that was focusing on things like payroll, accounting, and various parts of our business that need managing, especially if people want to step into the ownership circle of, of Jack's Pizza. But we had to make a transition. Once COVID hit and aggression went through the roof, we could not sustainably continue to focus on the development that we had going on. We had to make a transition. So we immediately put in place a reporting app, which is called uh, Hashtag Not Me. Um, this reporting app allows our workers to submit anonymous misconduct reports. We've received about 36 since we've launched in June alone. And this is really like, a, this is a process, just like everything is at Jack's Pizza. We're establishing a sense of trust with them so they can trust this piece of technology that we've now introduced to help them put a voice behind their experiences that they're having with customers. 
From there, we brought in a communication coach, um, which, you know, we're spending five to $10,000 on this. And this for us is a worthwhile investment specifically because we need our workers to be able to be resilient right now to get through the abuse and aggression they're facing in order mm -hmm. to come out on the other side and still have the possibility for ownership. This time right now is really challenging and threatening Matt. So we have to step up what we're offering. Um, so we brought in this communication coach. We have a 15 week series that we're doing with her. Um, and we have a number of other initiatives that we're creating and we're going to continue to have to come up with in response to COVID-19 and just the, the after effects of it. So hope that, hopefully that answers the question. Um, but that's a little bit about Jax and how we're responding right now in COVID-19 yeah. on the sustainability front. Yeah, I have to say, because especially being in the food business alone, it's of quite a challenge just being able to stay open, let alone uh, deal with all the other stuff. Anyway, right now, I just think it's a good time to just take a little break right now. We'll be right back. For more than 52 years, TF Moran has been a leading land planning and engineering firm with offices in both Bedford and Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Their professional service areas include civil, structural, and traffic engineering, land surveying, landscape architecture, environmental, shoreland, and wetland permitting, stormwater monitoring, as well as other construction support services. TF Moran utilizes the latest technology, putting their expertise to work to deliver high-quality, cost-effective, and low-impact solutions to best serve their clients. TF Moran is involved in some of New Hampshire's largest development projects, such as the SNHU Milliard Parking Garage in downtown Manchester, Woodmont Commons in Londonderry, and Whole Foods and the Market and Main development in Bedford. TF Moran is deeply committed to the communities in which its team members live and work. It's honored to have received the New Hampshire 200 Award and the Business Excellence Award from New Hampshire Business Review. They were voted the best of business in the engineering category for the last eight years in a row. Please visit tfmoran.com to view their project portfolio and learn more. Well, we're back, and uh, we have Kathleen from Jax and Ashley from uh, uh, Mega Food, along with Michelle VC of New Hampshire Businesses for Social Responsibility. And you know, I was listening to you guys talking about sustainability, and it reminds me that being an old guy, I remember when sustainability almost exclusively referred to environmental initiatives, and it strikes me that that. While that's still a very important part, I'm sure your organizations are very focused on that stuff as well. It also comes down to the idea that you want to have a, sustain, a sustainable organization. I mean, is that really what your approach is to this? I mean, either anybody can answer this if it wants to, but you know, is that is that how you look at it? That your organization must be sustainable before you can move on to anything else? Yeah, absolutely. Specifically, oh, did you want to go ahead, Ashley? Oh, sure. Up to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was say, absolutely. I think at the end of the day, uh, we we seek to advance our cause in the world, and we recognize the only way to do that is to be able to deliver results at the company. And who delivers the results? Nothing but our most important asset is our is our people, and we need to make sure that they are um, they are thriving in order for our company to thrive. So we we seek to invest in them first. And um, it's I agree with you. It's definitely something that's come to the forefront in the last decade for sure that this is the most important part of organizations and 
uh, I think companies that adapt quickly and understand that will be the ones that will be around uh, after, you know, it, pandemics and who knows what else may come down our way in the yeah. future. But yeah, it's a big, it's been a big shift, I think, for sure. And it's been very impactful for our organization and our people. And, and Kathleen? Awesome. Yeah, so for, for Jax, sustainability takes on a slightly different context where we as an organization are very sustainable, where we consider ourselves so lucky to be in the pizza sector of the restaurant industry because we are essentially recession proof. We would have to go really wrong with what we're doing in order to not be recession proof. So we're really lucky in that way. For us, sustainability is creating sustainable economic mobility for frontline restaurant workers who do not have privilege, do not come from, you know, advantaged backgrounds where they have lots of enrichment. They are coming from the opposite backgrounds in most cases, not in every case, but in a lot of cases. So for us, sustainability is really about creating a sustainable ramp for our workers, we, where we as a business have to leverage our establish sustainability being a 20-year operating restaurant in order to create that sustainability for them now. So it takes a slightly different context with us, but yes, absolutely, sustainable is a massive part of, of what we need to maintain at all times. Yeah, just to, not to just digress for a second here. What was the motivation for Jack's? Well, you have you have two uh, places or two outlets, two stores, restaurants. That's the word restaurant. I was, was you know, just reaching for that one. Uh, <laughs> What was the motivation for Jax to to focus on this? I mean, it doesn't seem like the normal everyday thing that a pizzeria, for want of a better word, would be doing. So, what 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 is the motivation for, for Jax? So, this is actually a, a pivot in what we were th originally thinking of doing. Um, when I first came out from New York City, the original intention was to help my good friend Jason, who's owned Jax now for the entire twenty years, um, transition and sell the business. So I was really thinking of coming in for about a year, revamp things, add some technology, kind of tighten things up a little bit, and then introduce him to some friends of mine from New York City who might be willing to invest in a restaurant in the middle of nowhere. Um, but <laughs> when I came out, the first step for me was to really get to know the workers and to understand more about how the day-to-day -day operations work. And it was in those conversations with the workers where I understood something that I had no idea of coming from my liberal progressive bubble in Brooklyn to rural New Hampshire, it really opened my eyes to what it is to live in an opportunity gap. And I'm a social entrepreneur, so I'm coming from a space of activists and organizers and a lot of people who are really deeply engaged in this conversation. And I still had no concept of what an opportunity gap actually does to somebody's life until I came here until I really understood how it plays out and in, in the number of ways that it plays out. So once I heard the stories of the workers, that's when things really made a shift for me because as a social entrepreneur, I was no longer comfortable being what I felt was an accomplice, an accomplice to the thing that happens all the time where you know an independent owner will sell the business to someone else and a new boss comes in and the treatment may be the same, may be better, but more than likely it's going to be worse. And more than likely those people will lose their jobs. So this was something I was not willing to be an accomplice to in this situation, especially given what my background was from New York City. It just didn't make sense for me. This could be an amazing legacy project for Jason and Isabel, who's the owner. This could be an amazing project for me as a social entrepreneur that I will be a co-owner with everybody else. And what an extraordinary opportunity to take 
you know, a, a 20 year really engaging, like really quite awful, honestly, for the owner. Like he felt, he, he has felt for a long time, very trapped by this business and could not wait to sell. And now we get to really take all of that time that he invested into his company and turn it into something worthwhile and turn it into a project that can actually build lives. Mm -hmm. So for us, this is a pivot and it's something that I'm just really excited about to be a part of this and to be able to make this transition and to, this is something that I'm hoping to go speak to other small business owners about once we have this model established and running and with proven success under our belt, I hope that this is, this becomes a trend where, and I, I've seen articles, actually, I think there was one just posted in the New York Times about this becoming a trend. Small business owners who, instead of selling to a very low bidder, you instead go the social enterprise route and you go to turn it into an employee owned company. This is becoming more and more popular nowadays. So I'm excited to be part of the trend um, and we'll see what happens in the future. Is it, is it an ESOP you're starting or is it another form of ownership? I think we're gonna move in the direction of a worker cooperative. We're still doing some research and actually that's one of the partnerships that we've created with UNH students. Um, I have a UNH student who is in law school now um, who put together just a wealth of information for me about the different options and has worked with us to figure it out alongside with us. So we're working with students on that front um, and really investigating all of our options, but I'm leaning towards a worker cooperative. Cool. Now, Ashley, I, I was going to ask you this. Mega Food has been around for 45 years, as you said, in Londonderry the whole time? Cause yeah, actually, I actually should say uh, started in Derry, actually. Oh, in Derry. Okay. Now, it's it's really re remarkable what's how, how the company has grown. What, you know, what, what's, what's the roots of its uh, commitment to a sustainable organization, sustainability in general? Sure. I think, uh, yeah, I think foundationally uh, being a vitamin, uh, a, a vitamin company in the natural products industry, um, you know, it's coming from a very high integrity history. Um, you know, it was kind of the hippie movement in the in the 60s where people really wanted things were from the earth and as close to as close to the earth as possible. And so that industry was birthed a very high integrity industry. So to be part of that, um, sustainability has been inherent in who we have been from the beginning, right? It's been part of our core values without ever even saying it back then. Um, and actually, I said 1973. Wow, I'm a few years off, but we're close to almost 50 years now. Wow. <laughs> um, but uh, we started in this little house in Derry and, and built, um, you know, we have this joke that the original, you know, owners made the vitamins in the bathtub. It's probably completely <laughs> not true, but um, it was so small and family oriented back then. And then we, you know, the, the company grew and, it, and people really bought into the idea of, I want to know where my vitamins are, are made and where they come from. And I want to know that it's the highest integrity and highest quality before I put it in my body. Because at the end of the day, where someone's ingesting something, food, it's very similar to Kathleen's business is it matters to us what it does to people. And um, thankfully we are, uh, very passionate about being high, super high quality and super high integrity. And that's why people trust us. And that's why uh, people buy our product. And um, so it's, like I said, it's been very inherent. However, over the years, we recognize that we weren't telling that story enough and not exactly tying a bigger picture view, a vision of our sustainability initiative. And we just started to do that over the past few years. Uh, a huge part of it is um, supply chain sustainability. And we really believe in uh, regenerative agriculture. That's the environment portion for us. Um, regenerative agriculture in that um, 
shifting from even organic farming, although we love organic, that's important to our brand. Uh, organic farming does a lot of tilling of soil and releases carbon back into the environment. So we seek to do uh, partner with farms that are more regenerative agriculture and are sequestering carbon and, and hopefully drawing down carbon and bringing, um, you know, reversing global warming. Um, so that's our environment initiative that's been, we've been much more laser focused on working on that, but also helping build our supply chain. As you guys probably have heard, there's been so many challenges in the farming industry and um, I feel like that's very delicate and, and could go south at any point in time um, and something we're very passionate about supporting local farmers and ensuring that that whole supply chain is sustainable uh, for everyone's sake involved. Uh, and there's broader scale to that too, right? We have to be able to feed America and uh, and we'd like to feed them with, you know, food that's nutritionally dense and, and not full of chemicals. Um, it's kind of, it's very simple in, in its nature, but uh, so that's like one really big pillar for us the, the, and that we've recently defined and said, this is our opportunity to change the world here in the way that we do business. And then recognizing in order to continue to do that, we are a very small fish in a, in a giant pond of, of natural products uh, comparatively um, and in vitamins even in, in the, the grander uh, scheme of things. And you can walk down any aisle at a Walgreens, a Walmart and be inundated with thousands of different bottles and, and how do you make the right choice so we've been kind of telling that story and and now internally um, we've very much defined uh, ourselves and our strategies to help employees thrive uh, largely by becoming a b corporation and uh, certified b corporation has helped us align on what are the best of the best companies doing and how do we continue to have improvement every few years and making sure that what we're doing is best in class uh, and it's been um, it's been really good for us to have that uh, layer of oversight on top of it. And, it's, and to Kathleen's point on change in ownership, I mean, we had an acquisition in 2014, and um, you know, B Corp helps protect mission and protect all the things that we care about. And it's um, been very important to who we are and how we define our sustainability initiatives. But for as of late, the Regen Ag has been our environmental side for sure, and. Um, and seeking to make sure our employees are, are help, stay healthy and thriving has always been part of who we are, but we've gone um, next level on that for sure during COVID. Where, where, where do you get mega foods? Are, are your are your products sold in places like Walgreens or it's in small like natural food stores? Where 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 do you get them? Yeah, so most of the our products are sold in the natural uh, natural food space. You certainly see Whole Foods uh, for sure is one of our bigger customers. Yeah. You can also find us on Amazon, uh, which is, I don't know if you guys have had a hundred boxes a day at your house, but yeah. I know I have. Uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, certainly lots of different mom and pop natural stores, you know, the A Market in Manchester comes to mind yeah. right down the road. There's, there's quite a few local places uh, in the area for sure. Uh, and then lots of different big regional chains too, uh, across the United States um, and Canada, actually. So we're mm -hmm. growing significantly. I think our, our most exciting um, part of our our social impact that we've been striving to get to is growing the company so that we can grow our influence. And uh, recently we launched into Target. I'm sure you all are familiar with Target. And mm -hmm. we recognize that getting our, our, our great products in the hands of more consumers, it will help teach them why these things matter and uh, why they should continue to support great brands like, like ours. And there are many great brands out there, but um, it's it's hard sometimes to be visible in a in a just a sea of sure. so many different products out there. So consumer uh, consumers are much more informed than ever before, and and I'm proud to be a very informed consumer. And I and I make choices now 
um, mm. on shelf sometimes when I see a B Corp label over over a price. So mm. yeah. And Kathleen, Jack's has their restaurants in Pittsfield and Alton Bay. Exactly. Yep. Okay. We have two locations, and then we're looking to expand and, and grow from here. We'll start yeah, in New Hampshire. Oh yeah, where, that's definitely. Are you thinking of, grow, if I'm thinking of growing in New Hampshire first, or yeah, where, do you have we're, any we're, ideas where where to? Because I'm always looking for good pizza. Being a New York boy, <laughs> I I wouldn't say yet. We're focused on changing our location in Alton first and foremost, okay. um, and I think that also kind of plays into our sustainability efforts because we're just recognizing that the environment that we have our location in, in Alton it's a smaller. Uh, one product line operation inside of Alton. It's much more simple than our other location in Pittsfield. And what we're realizing is we are a tiny 205 square foot mm. space inside of a gas station. This has so many cultural problems that I think <laughs> you know, if we were just a normal business would be just fine. But at this point, like and after seeing the increase in aggression post COVID, mm. I have to get my team out of there. And it's not uh, the ideal time. I don't want to be making a switch. It's it's not ideal at all. But I cannot be subjecting my workers to that environment mm. on repeat and expect them to show up whole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just I can't. So we really have to prioritize getting out of there first, and then we really want to expand. We want to ex expand into tier three markets where there is the presence of an opportunity gap, and an organization like Jack's Pizza would really make a difference in those communities um, for the frontline now essential workers. So I first goal is really New Hampshire, and then we want to start really branching out from there. What I would love to see for Jack's is that Jack's goes national on like a, a Domino's level. That's really what I would love to see, or Papa John's level. Like, I want to see us go really, really big. I want us to be in many different states, and I really want us to have an awesome program that, like, really sustainably creates economic mobility for frontline restaurant workers. So this is our goal. We want to expand throughout the United States. That's a wonderful goal. I hope it really works. Anyway, thank I want to you. thank both of you. And also, before we go, I want, I'd like to bring Michelle back, Michelle Vesey. Michelle, you have the big event coming up in a couple of weeks, right? Sustainability right. Slack. So, Could you give us some information about what to expect and all that? Yeah. So November 12th, we actually have our Sustainability Slam. And it was our effort to kind of bring some of the simpler stories that, they, that Ashley and Kathleen have been sharing today, um, share it with the public. And so in order to kind of get it out there and in front of people, we developed the Sustainability Slam. We're very proud to say that we were a Bob Award winner. That's right. So, yes, back in 2016. Uh, it's a very creative uh, platform. Uh, we review stories that are submitted all year and then um, develop, actually, Jeff, you're one of our, our uh, preliminary panelists, but we develop a list of finalist stories, and those finalists have 90 seconds to tell their story as creatively as possible, and so people really pull out the props. Um, this year, now that we're in a virtual world, everybody has recorded their finalist stories, and we've got some great members uh, like Chop Chop Media and 36 Creative who are are producing the, the um, presentations. So this year's slam is gonna be a combination of that video production and networking in between each category of workplace, community, um, 
uh, environment and nonprofit. We also have a nonprofit storytelling. So um, you can tell from the from what Kathleen and Ashley have shared today that these stories are coming from people who are leaders, you know, who really care about communities. They're being courageous, they're being empathetic with their workers, and they've got great vision. So, you know, you can tell that listening to some of these stories really do give you some insights. And and bottom line, as you spoke about earlier, it it increases the um, the ability for companies to be successful when they invest in their workforce and they care about their communities, they are far more successful when they have to go through some of these rough stretches um, like COVID. So um, it's definitely a, a great group of businesses and we're very inclusive. We invite anyone, even if you haven't started to get involved and, and talk to these people. So um, hope everyone will join us at the SLAM on November 12th. And that's and that you find out more information at nhbsr.org. Is that the yep? Website? Yeah, you can actually uh, forward slash jot. Jot. Um, yeah, that'll get you second. right to the where you can um, register, and we invite everybody to join us. Okay, Michelle, thank you, Michelle VC from Businesses for Social Responsibility, Ashley LaRochelle of Megafood, and Kathleen Menegozzi from Jack's Pizza. I want to thank you all for being on, and also Ernesto Burden, our publisher, my boss and producer of the show. Uh, thanks very much. This is Jeff Feingold from the New Hampshire Business Review. Be well, everybody.